Episode 353, The Rant, Jack Sella, Board 185 Certified Basketball Official, in hot pursuit of his goal of being an NCAA Division I official, all while displaying it through the official's grind. Right before the pandemic, Jack converted from a coach to a basketball official. In this pod, we discuss his early life growing up in Staten Island, New York, his love of sports, how he got into officiating, and goals moving forward and beyond, and documenting his journey in his pursuit of being a college official in his YouTube channel, The Official Grind. All that and more, my conversation with Jack, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The rant has been brought to you by The Methodical Millionaire. Malachi Wilson and Ralph Renolis combine forces to talk to people from all walks to discuss where they are in life and where do they want to go. Ever thought about being a millionaire? Sure you did. Do you know what it takes to become one? Join us for a -a one-of-a-kind ride to discuss how someone can achieve their financial goals, attain financial freedom, make money work for you in a methodical way. Join us each week as we drop an episode, one podcast at a time. Find The Methodical Millionaire wherever you hear your favorite pods. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, top of 2022 Live from Staten Island via the Bluetooth on the Roadcaster. Uh, board 185 certified basketball official. Also, please rate, comment, subscribe in his official YouTube channel, The Official Grind. Mr. Jack Seller. How are you, my friend? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. I know you had reservations of if I was going to throw it off the back. Did I just throw it off the backboard for you? You absolutely threw <laughs> it off. And, I, and I'm, I'm here to slam dunk it. Cool. Cool, man. So... I just want to talk about, you know, how I got into uh, contact with you. I just, I guess I was half asleep and I saw a sponsored post on Instagram and it said the official grind. I was like, what is this? And it said a journey to uh, being a college ref. And I I found it interesting. And most notably, I think what's very interesting is Staten Island. I I just find the whole place fascinating and I'm working on a project and maybe you can help me along. We'll talk about that off air. But um, before that, I want to just talk about the state of Staten Island right now. The pandemic obviously has been, we've been in the throes of it for almost three years now. And Omicron is the dominant variant. Uh, A lot of games are getting canceled left and right. What's the state of basketball officiating right now? We're taping this on January 6th, 2022. What is the state of basketball officiating in Staten Island? Well, you you certainly brought up a topic that, uh, that everybody's interested in. And that's, you know, COVID, well, not interested, but you know what I mean, that everybody's talking about it. Basically, the the state of Staten Island right now is that we are having a season as far as um, as far as I'm concerned and as far as everybody's concerned, we're having a season um, for high school and uh, we are wearing masks and up until recently, it was up to the school if they wanted to let fans in the gym 
And basically, most of the schools were letting fans in the gym. I'm not going to mention any specific schools that weren't because I don't want to, you know, uh, say anything that I'm wrong about. But most of the schools were. And, you know, they just required a mask, which is cool. And um, the referees have to wear masks. And they are very, very adamant about making sure that we're wearing them properly above our nose. And um, so I don't know if you know this, but in Staten Island, every year we have the Staten Island High School League. Of course. Uh, did you know that? I, listen, I've, I've repped on Thanksgiving. I already know what time it is. I already know how turned up it is over there, for sure. Yeah. So we have the Staten Island High School League every year. Obviously, last year we didn't have a season. And unfortunately, this year, because of vaccine reasons, we're not having the Staten Island High School League. So, which basically means uh, the Catholic schools and the public schools aren't playing each other, which is not only disappointing, but it's, uh, you know, it was, it, it's upsetting, obviously. And, you know, we but we are still having public playing public and Catholic playing Catholic. There is a season still happening. I've only had a couple games of mine got canceled because of COVID. So as far as Staten Island's concerned, we have a season. It's just not quite the same. That's awesome. I mean, Long Island is kind of in the same boat. Um, a lot of the non-league games ended up getting canceled. And, you know, really depending on the day, uh, depending on the school, depending on the athletes, uh, whoever gets a case, we're trying to, it's just a fluid situation, and I'm sure it's everywhere across the nation and around the world that this has been a fluid situation ever since March 2020. So I think at the very least, and you know, I don't even think it's inappropriate to just talk about who's wearing a mask, who's not, everything is just like all helter-skelter at this point, and I think it just has to just kind of like run its course, and then we can get back to normal, hopefully. I know we've been talking about this definitely on this show for the past three years, but at the very least, at least there's a season, right? And I know for me, my expectations, I kind of take it day by day. What about you? You take it day by day, I'm, I'm assuming? Day by day, sometimes hour by hour and sometimes minute by minute because you never know what's going to happen. Mm. Okay, well, you know, I, I think about what it was like before. Um, you know, I, I want to say 2019, I had a great season and I remember it was early February and I'll never forget this drive. I live in Long Island. And Staten Island is is a hike for me. And at that time, I remember the last time I went to Staten Island. Before that, I ran the New York City Marathon. And that's the beginning, right? That's mile one of the New York City Marathon. So I, that Congrats. was... <laughs> thanks, man. So that was a very long time ago. But <clears throat> I remember I had to drive to St. Joe's by the Sea. And at the time, they were... Uh, I guess they were repaving or, or, or remodeling the parking lot. And I think they had a game against Monsignor Farrell. And to, to much to my surprise, there was a packed house. And I don't know if you know, in St. Joe's by the Sea, when they have like the cafeteria, it's like a partition that gets opened up in the gym. It was a packed crowd. And, you know, that was one of the first places I thought of when March 2020 happened and everything gets shut down that I don't know if it's going to be like that anymore. A at this current season, is it a semblance of that? Is there a remnant of how turned up it is in Staten Island at the very least when there are games happening in, in the island? I would say, yeah. We were getting a pretty good turnout. Mm. Um, I had a game. Um, so I'll, I'll just say this. You know, this is my first year working Catholic schools for the CHSAA. Congratulations, um, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I went to the camp over the summer and I went to the tryout. Awesome. And I, I, you know, so this is my first season. And uh, we. I had a game uh, at Moore this year and they were playing Farrell. And um, there was a there was a good amount of people at Moore, and it was a pretty good environment. A lot of Farrell fans, and obviously more fans. You know, that's Moore's gym. 
I would say that we're for what we're allowed to do, there is a pretty good turnout. So absolutely. Mm, that's really awesome. And, you know, I, I think about all of those people in Staten Island, I, I feel as though once I had that experience, I could truly feel the energy and the vibrations of how people are so, how could I say it? They're so loyal. They're so proud to be in Staten Island. And I feel the same way about Long Island, but there's not nearly the same turnout because I know you have those intra-Staten Island games where the Catholic League and the public schools both, they marry each other to have one true champion. I feel like if somebody was a champion in 1985, they have bragging rights in the, in the grocery store. That, I feel like that's the type of passion okay. that Staten Island commands. And obviously, you have that same type of passion for the game of basketball. You became an official. Can you talk about some of those early recollections of basketball and sports in general in Staten Island? Of What made you gravitate towards sports in general? Sure. Um, well, first, uh, I'm, I'm the youngest, only of two, but, uh, my, uh, my brother was a big sports guy. My dad played college baseball in Florida. So my, my brother and dad really into sports and my mom loves to watch me ref and is really into it. So mm. just as far as getting into sports go, my family were really into it watching. We all watched together. So, you know, that's how I got into sports, but Specifically, um, refereeing. I, I I played basketball in high school. I played one year. Played JV. Um, I didn't make it freshman year. I made it sophomore year, which my dad always tells me is like one of the best stories that I'll ever tell. Which I think is a little silly, but <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, and then um, I was manager of the women's basketball team at the College of Staten Island, um, and that was a pretty huge thing for me because that was like the first time. I was doing something at the highest level that I'd ever done it. You know, I, I think I would have been an assistant coach if I wasn't also attending the school as mm. a student. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, I think that's, but I was manager and I loved it. That was, you know, we won the CUNY championship in 2017, my freshman year, and we went to Virginia for the NCAA tournament. It, it all happened so fast. And 2017 is when I took the referee class to become a you know become a ref and get certified not high school yet but certified to do CYO on Staten Island and um, I I always loved basketball it's my favorite sport I think it's the best sport out there and you know I just there's something about it that constantly moving and and just it's just great it's just a great game and I love it and I think uh, I I always will have a passion for it and I you know. Yeah, I was I was going to say that people just in Staten Island in general, they just have a lot of passion in general. And I feel as though if you've experienced some of those CYO games, some of those Staten Island games, there's no possible way you can't get swept up under the the, the excitement and the passion. I mean, I feel like I got swept under that. But I want to go back to the beginning of the pandemic, March 2020. Obviously, you got certified in 2017. The refing landscape has completely changed. I feel as though a lot of people's goals have changed since the pandemic has been going, but how's your family doing? Uh, how are they holding up? How many times has people gotten coronavirus in your family within your inner circle? And, you know, what do you think you learned about yourself during this whole time of, of the pandemic going on? I, you know, you know something, when you say that, I had a lot of time to think because, uh, uh, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, refereeing is essential, but as far as, you know, everything else was concerned with, you know, refereeing wasn't essential. So I wasn't repping. So I had a lot of time to think about how much I missed it. Um, I was actually lucky that I didn't have coronavirus until March of 2021. Mm. So, yeah. So I went a whole year and I'll, I'll say this, not that I wasn't being careful, 
but I, I fall into the category of people that were being careful for like, they, they were being careful for a few months. And then by the summer, I was just kind of like, I, I'm not going to lie. I was over it by summer of 2020. I was like, I can't do this. And I started to go out a little bit more and mm. things like that. So, you know, my, one of my friends made fun of me. He was like, man, you had a whole eight months of not caring and you didn't get it. And then finally you get, get you know, my friends make fun of me that you finally got it and you mm. didn't even care. But like, you know, I, I, I got it. And, um, my dad had it too. And it knocked me down, man. I was in bed for a week. I mm. really was. I, I remember the, you know, the physical part of it was really the worst. Like everybody says the mental part because you can't leave your house. For me, I was, I was exhausted every day and mm. I really, you know, it, it knocked me down, man. And I remember one day I went for a drive just to get out of the house and then nobody used that car for the rest of the day. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, man, it was, uh, it was rough, but we, I survived, you know, my dad survived. We're lucky. We're blessed. And, you know, we're all, uh, and you know, now this whole vaccine stuff's happening and we made our decisions as far as that goes, but, uh, you know, we're, we're doing okay. Thank God. That's awesome. And, you know, continue to stay safe and, and try to do the best that you can with how things are going. Um, what do you think the silver lining was? What do you think you learned about yourself during this whole time of pause? Because I know you did mention you had a lot of time to reflect. And did you lose your sense of taste too? I I lost my taste and smell for a while. Mm. Yeah. Um. What? You know. I it, believe it or not, it wasn't during the pandemic that I decided I wanted to be a ref. It was. It was. It was. I'd say January. Actually, I can tell you the date specifically. It was January 27th of 2019 was the day I told my mom. I said, Mom, I'm going to be a referee. That's what I'm going to do. And um, but so during the pandemic, I think it just made me more hungry to ref. Like whenever there was an opportunity for some sort of gig that, you know, to ref a game, you know, maybe schools were, maybe a school was having a private thing, not to get anybody in trouble. So I won't mention any names, but you know, whatever it was. And I, if I had a chance to ref, I took it and it just made me want to do it more. I missed it so much to say the least, you know, this pandemic did a lot to a lot of people. And I'm lucky that I, you know, I don't, I'm, you know, I didn't lose anybody, you know, and things like that, but man, oh man, did I miss basketball. And I think I went a little bit crazy for a while because I wasn't, I wasn't able to rest and I wasn't able to be around the game. That's cool that you already have that built in like uh, separation anxiety when it doesn't. I, I know for myself when we were in the throes of the beginning, when everything was shut down, I had a very difficult time of running referee rant only because nobody was refing, right? I, that's my identity. I'm Ralph the ref. And if there's no refing, what are we going to talk about on my podcast? And, you know, I kind of just kind of went in a, a new direction of talking about people and what they weren't doing or what they were doing during the time of the, the pause and, and when they weren't refing. But I do want to talk about that, um, those times when you did go on the court and it was still during the pandemic and just your experience wearing a mask and doing all these different things. And now that we're entering a new phase and, you know, we have kind of got used to wearing masks and everything just kind of like being socially distant and being as safe as possible. Um, what's it like for you to ref now with all of those different attributes that are happening? Um, you know, I, I said this to my assigner and I'll say it to you. If I have to ref with the mask on and that's what's making the season happen, I'll just ref with the mask on. Mm. I'll just deal with it. You know, um, it, at the end of the day, I'll be honest. Is it is it annoying to have the mask on? A little bit, yeah. But 
it's that or we don't have a season at all. Right. Um, and, you know, but, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, what am I going to do? I, I have to wear it. They're being adamant about it. You know, it's not a joke. We, we, we still are in, in a pandemic as far as everybody's concerned, you know, like, so I'll, I'll just, uh, my thing is just wear it and do what you got to do. You know, I, I have to. And, you know, we had a shortened high school season in June of 2021. And, you know, we had to wear masks then. And uh, I had a feeling that's what the season was going to be like. We're just going to have to wear masks and deal with it. And you know what? Now they're making special referee masks. So mm. get, get yourself one of those. And, and I'm not going to say wear the mask and shut up, but I'm, that's not what I mean. But just wear it and do what you got to do. Right. Right. I mean, I, I'm a product of Catholic school. So, I mean, I just am always down to just do what you have to do in order for the, you to get to where you want to go. It's a very simple decision, right? If you don't want, if you really want to ref, got to follow the rules. It's not like you can say like, well, I want my freedom. Um, I don't want to wear pants. I want to wear shorts. It's, it's not like that, right? <laughs> so it's just part of the yeah, uniform, exactly. the way I, the way I think of it. Um, and you've been okay with wearing a mask. I mean, in, in more so of just like the condition of it, of running up and down. Does it, does it bother you or are you at this point, you're really used to it? Um, I, I don't want to lie to you. It, it, it's annoying. Mm. And if I'll tell you the truth, I'll be honest. If, if we're in a gym and I'm in, a, in I'm in an area where like, if, 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 if my nose is, is exposed and nobody says anything to me, I just kind of go with it. I'll be honest with you. Right. Is, that, is that fair to say? Yeah. You could be, you gotta be real. I mean, there's, Everyone has their own situation, right? So I know I don't think you're not going to get in trouble by telling what you're doing. You know, I mean, you're not yeah. doing anything. It's not as if like you're the only person doing that, right? So, right, yeah. yeah which, which, you know, as, as my mom would say, that doesn't make it right. But I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, like you know, you know what I mean. Like if if my mask happens to be you know below my nose, or like sometimes I genuinely forget that it's on my chin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. If, and, and nobody says anything to me, I just kind of go with it. But then there's times when I'm like, I get out there, I put my mask on and I, you know, I have to, I have to have it on. And, you know, some gyms I go into, uh, they're like, Hey, like before I even walk in the building, they're like, Hey, do you have a mask? I'm like, yes, I do. And you got to always have one. And it's just a matter of, you know, just, we, we have to deal with it for now and hopefully it goes away. But until then we just have to deal with it. Mm. I want to go to the current season. Um, uh, you just said that you entered the Catholic league. Congratulations once again, cause that's, a big step to me. That was a big milestone in my career and my trajectory of becoming a collegiate official. Um, just talk about your experience you. so far um, in the 2021, 2022 season. The season has been, um, uh, it's been kind of what I expected. And what I mean by that is uh, as far as restrictions go, restrictions go, I had a feeling that, you know, we were going to have to wear masks and stuff. My season's going good, man. Um, like I said, first time in the Catholic, so I've I've had the opportunity to ref Farrell, you know, which I've never had, you know, and I had the opportunity to ref St. Joseph by the Sea, which I really didn't before. Um, I also refereed girls high school, mm. um, and uh, if you don't know the girls high school board, I was a part of Magbo, and uh, Magbo isn't not that they're not a thing anymore, but now, you know, it's uh, I only ref girls Catholic high schools. Gotcha. Right now, gotcha. Because uh, public schools, you know, the certif the way I'm certified, public schools, that's not okay with public schools. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing both boys and girls high school for Catholics, and I'm doing public school boys. Um, my season's going good. Uh, I'm looking forward to to 
keeping it going. Um, I have a lot of games on Staten Island. I have some games in Brooklyn. I just, I, I'm just, I, I'll be honest. I'm just so happy to to have a season, and you know, I'm hoping that that you know nothing bearing anything catastrophic happens. I'm hoping that we keep the season going and, and things like that. So, yeah, listen, I, f- I feel the same exact way. And, you know, I know outside looking in, you're such a valuable person because when you do those city Catholic games, you know, uh, sometimes the least desirable uh, assignment for a, an official is going to Staten Island. And it must be a joy that you live there because it's probably like Long Island, you know, head in parking, you know, where you are. It's, it's probably, you know, super awesome for you to do that. Um, I did want to, yeah, absolutely. I, I did want to go back to your experience being um, a coach at CSI or, you know, just being involved with, with that particular team. Um, has that made you change your perspective on refereeing and, you know, vice versa with the coaches? Because, you know, out here in Long Island, I coach a, a girls volleyball team. And I know for me, sometimes when coaches are heated, I can completely empathize when things aren't going their way because I do know what it's like when I put my girls through the ringer. We have such deep deeply serious, intense practices where I know that if they don't execute, I'll get upset. But, you know, at the same time, I'm also a referee, so I don't really give them the business as, you know, other coaches do. But do you think that your experience with being part of that team as a coach, as as just being around there, do you think that has kind of changed your perspective of refereeing because of that experience? Yeah, for sure. Um, first, I just, first, I just want to say that the the coaches at CSI when I was there were fantastic, great, great, just great people. And they were, you know, like the basketball coaches and the assistant coaches really all were great people and really knew their basketball. Um, and seeing how the college refs and being on the bench of a real college game and seeing how the refs and the coaches communicate, um, I had never, I had, I had never, I'd never heard some things that I had heard on that bench with, with like between refs and coaches. Like mm. I would, I, I would never, you know, like the things that were said in conversation were, were just normal. That were just normal everyday things that I heard on the bench. If that happened in a CYO game, I'd be like, you know, I, I, I would never expect it. Basically, so right. if that makes sense, so yeah, like it makes the communication, the, you know, the communication and how like the refs in the college games were a lot, were very personable and like were re- really were approachable. And that made me realize that I need to be that way too. Mm. You know, it was, it was easy. It was easy to talk to the reps, you know, even if, you know, even if a coach was, you know, one of the, my coaches was upset with the ref, the ref would still talk to him and, 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 you know, try and give them an explanation when we had a question. And one of the best, you know, things that I remember, I, I remember a coach had said something to the ref, like a statement and the coach said, and the, excuse me, the ref said, do you have a question? Mm. And I was like, yeah, that is a great response. <laughs> That's a great. And I remember thinking like, man, I, I need to use that. And then, you know, you heard some things that then I heard some things that refs probably shouldn't say, like, mm. you know, uh, you know, I'm not, not to go into detail, but like, you know, there was a better way. I mean, I, a ref told my coach once to chill out and my coach was like, excuse me, <laughs> you know, like, uh, what like chill out you know like it, not that that's a bad thing to say but like you know there's a there's a certain level there's a respect thing and you know you have you should follow that like you know how about coach give me one second i'll be right with you okay mm. you know chill out is a little bit a little bit almost like what i'm sorry you know so i got i it was good good it was a great experience just it was a great experience and it did definitely make me change my 
perspective on things for sure. Sorry, I ranted. No, I mean we're, we're on referee rant, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely okay. Are you enjoying your first experience on a podcast? This must be weird for you. I, it, I mean, it, I I love to talk, as you could probably tell. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> they say that about me so, too. That's probably why I run my own podcast. Go ahead. There you go. There you go. Uh, no, I, listen, I, I'm enjoying myself. And uh, like I said, I like to talk and this is awesome. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Really cool, man. Um, so obviously you have a passion for officiating basketball. Do you think that's going to sprinkle out to uh, other sports? You're going to branch out to baseball and softball and lacrosse? Is that something that you'd be interested in? You know, I, to be honest with you, basketball is my number one sport mm-hmm. and my number two sport is mm-hmm. basketball. I, uh, I I just I'm not really into many other sports as far as getting into officiating goes. I don't think I could. I, I it's just because I I don't think I could ever judge a strike zone. Um, you know, I just don't think I could do that. And football, I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only other sport I've, I've heard lacrosse is actually a great sport to ref. Yeah, I've it never, is. You know, it is. I've, but I've, I've heard that's a good sport to get into. If, yeah. You know, if you're looking for a second sport, but. Uh, as of now, I, I don't see myself branching out. I, I see myself really focusing on basketball and really focusing on refereeing. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll say that you are correct, indeed. Um, lacrosse is a very fulfilling sport. If you didn't know, all the top kids normally come from Long Island, so it's it's very big out here. Um, so it might okay. be a little different situation out here because, you know, a lot of the athletes over here are elite. I mean, if you get a chance to watch any of the uh, – the collegiate playoffs and the national championship, you will always see without fail on the women's side and the men's side, you'll see their hometown will be all Long Island towns It'll, it, it, without fail. So it's, it's, I believe it. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool to watch here, but you know, I will say just uh, when you were talking about, um, I don't believe that when you say that, I don't know if you can do a strike zone. I, I know that you can, because I'll tell you why you're a basketball official, basketball officials out of any other sport. I think that's the most difficult thing to master and obviously you are you are already comfortable with that. Everything else is going to be easy. But I will say that baseball specifically, um, and I'm only sharing this with you because I am a baseball umpire, um, my eye speed is second to none, right? So any type of basketball play is going to be way slower than a pitch coming at me constantly. So to me, it's always okay. like a, a competitive advantage with other referees, especially when they don't do you know any type of umpiring. Uh, but I will say for me, it always breaks up because I, I don't know, I can't do basketball over and over and over again. And, you know, you might change. Your, your goals might change as you get older. I know for me, you know, basketball was my fourth sport. Um, but there's so many other fulfilling sports other than lacrosse, other than, you know, baseball. But, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing maybe when we have a part two, maybe you'll be, you know, reffing another sport. Because I'll give you a pro tip. Sometimes those assigners in the college level, they also assign different sports. You know, and it's a lot easier. It's kind of more of a, like a turnkey situation. But something to think about in the future um, for sure. I did want to ask you, what do you think is the, as you have been getting into refereeing, what do you think is the biggest misconception that you had of referees as you got into it? Um, well, first, let me say I owe so many referees from when I played an apology. I owe <laughs> every single, every single, probably 90% of the reps that I had rep my games, I owe them apologies because mm. I was not professional. I was not approachable as a, as a player. As a coach, I got a lot better. But as a player, I mean, I did get thrown out of a game once, which is probably my biggest downfall as a player. Oh you know? Yeah. And I really, I did, I, not only did I deserve it, but it was embarrassing. That's a whole other story for another time. Mm. But uh, uh, the, I, 
I just didn't, I, I feel like I just didn't get it. I see refereeing made me so much more knowledgeable of the game and that I finally started to look at the game in a different way from a different perspective. And, you know, after taking multiple classes and after seeing plays over and over again, and, you know, I, I think the biggest misconception is, first of all, that we're just people too. You know what I mean? And I didn't understand that. It was just a person out there doing their job. And, like, when I would yell at a ref or when I would say, oh, this guy's bad, you know, I I just – I was looking for somebody to blame. You yeah. know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. just besides myself uh, for, you know. I I really didn't understand, you know, that pe- referees are people too. And I think that, you know, we all need to understand that as far as players, coaches, you know. It's try to try to look at it as I'm just a I'm just a person. I'm doing my best. You know what I mean. I'm trying to be fair, and I'm working hard. And I I that was something that I didn't get. That that's a person there. They're not just a referee. You know. Mm-hmm. So now you can empathize that, and you probably have thicker skin because now you know what it entails. And I I, I want to know. Do you think that you know watching sports? Do you feel like it's a lot different now when you watch a basketball game? Are you checking for the referees and? I feel for me, as time has gone on and since I've been involved in so many sports, I feel like it's like sucked the fandom out of me. Do you feel the same way? I mean, first, I I watch an NBA game. I'm looking at the refs like most of the time now just because now, I and I never would have before, but I, I really do watch the refs and watch what they're doing and how they're switching and all that stuff. Uh, I feel like, and that last thing you said, you're saying, uh, you're basically saying like it's, you said took the fandom out of you. Like, what are you? Yeah, um, I, I feel like when I watch the NBA, I'm just watching the refs. I'm not even like, oh, this is good basketball. I'm just like, ooh, look at what he just did. You know, like that's how I. And also, full disclosure, I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, and that's like the only team where I feel like I claim, and I'm like, I'm really crazy. I'm also a Yankee fan. They've been kind of okay. wishy washy the past couple of years. But, you know, back in back in the back in the day, I used to be a Nick fan. And, you know, I, I, I think I left my heart on my sleeve. That's probably why I don't root for them anymore. But, you know, I just feel like I'm so much more neutral now. Like, I, I just can't root the same way. Do you feel that way now? To an extent, I would say, yeah. Um, definitely when I watch college, uh, I'm definitely like I used to be a, I, I'm not I used to be like a Syracuse fan because I like Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Yeah, like I'll watch a college game and, and you know, I'll, I'll really be looking at the refs. You know, I, I definitely see where you, what you mean, like as far as being neutral. And that's what it's about as a referee, is mm-hmm. being neutral. You know, you, you don't have you don't pick favorites. You don't pick sides. You don't care who wins or loses. You're there to do your job, you know. And I, I just want to say this, that I feel like guys like you, you're doing a podcast and like other, other referees, influential people i feel like we need to shine a a light on refereeing that we can you know like refereeing we shouldn't be looked at as the bad guy that's 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 the goal of my youtube channel i want to be looked at as a human being Mm. and you know i think it's great that like you're doing a podcast and i think that's amazing like this is i i hope that not just referees listen to this i hope people that love basketball love sports can listen to this and can check things out and you know yes i i I would say i'm more of a neutral guy and and now that uh i'm a ref yes absolutely yeah awesome man and you know i'll just let you know uh 
the way I the way I built referee rant is like I I wanted to really try to tap into my artistic side, and also I'm also a a big coach over here. Um, I've been coaching a girls volleyball team for over 20 years. We, um, for all intents and purposes, we are a dynasty. We were undefeated. Uh, we were champions this year. We we're like third in the state. So we were super amazing this year. And, you know, I, I always have like coaches. I'll always have, you know, players on the. So it, to me, it's always like one referee is ranting because I always felt like we never had a voice, especially, you know, we are always um, restricted when we're playing a game. But, you know, I'm more than a referee. I'm a person. You're a person. So it's good to show that we have personality because that's what it's about. I think we can come to a mutual understanding of integrity and, and respect, mutual respect when you know, you can see somebody as a human being instead of the stripes that they wear for an hour and a half and a half. But I did want to ask you, after everything you said, what do you think of the attributes? What do you think it took to get to where you are at this moment in time as a basketball official? Well, um, besides, I, I just want to say that I, I'm, I'm still not where I really, really, really want to be. You know, I, I'm, I'm not at the college level yet, and that's where I want to be. Um, but being a, a pretty, I'd like to think of myself as a decent high school basketball ref. Mm-hmm. What it took to get here, a lot of a lot of hard work. Um, just when when getting a game, not turning it back, like taking those games, even the ones that you don't want to do, mm-hmm. and seeing as many plays as you can, and really listening to what my mentors have had to say is a huge, huge um, thing that's helped me. You know, like. Specifically, like, as far as, you know, like, we can get into mechanic stuff, but, like, the little things make a difference in refereeing. And I remember my first year officiating, I, I, I was really meticulous about, like, making sure my mechanics were good. Like, I really wanted to make sure I was doing that well. And I had a lot of people tell me my first year refing ever saying to me, man, you don't, you look like you've been doing this for a long time, which mm. was, like, the best compliment I've ever gotten. Um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to brag, but, like, listening to the mentors and listening to the people that have, you know, doing at the level that I want to be at, like listening to them and and hearing their tips has 1 million percent helped me Mm. become a much better official. And, you know, that's, that's pretty much, you know, hard work and listening to the one, you know, finding someone that is where the level that you want to be at, listening to them, hundred percent. Interesting. So, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to shout out some of those mentors, because I will say that just from my previous experience from uh, running this podcast, I know that sometimes when the absence of mentioning somebody um, turns out to be worse than just saying them and shouting them out. So let me give you that opportunity to shout out any mentors that have helped you along the way. And how do you think it's helped you shape the way you help people after you? Uh, well, first, um, my, my, my assigner on Staten Island for CYO, his name's Dave Fernandez. Um, he's huge help. He really has helped me. Um, Alex and Scott Lowe, their father and son, um, they have 1 million percent helped me. Um, they were the ones that were teaching the class and I wouldn't be where I am without those two guys. Mm. Uh, and Alex is always a text away and a phone call away. You know, even if it's a quick little rule thing, like just to call him Alex quick. You know, uh, B1, B1 fouls A1 when the ball is dead. Do we have a regular foul? No, it's a, it's a technical foul because the ball is dead. We can't have a regular foul and something like that. <laughs> Not to, But, like, you, you know, so those three guys in particular. Uh, and um, I'm going to get his last name wrong, but Phil Zaccaro. Um, Zaccaro, yes. He's, me and him, uh, we don't go way back. 
if I'm being honest, but Phil has helped me a lot as far as refereeing going. And like me and him, when we ref for the first time, he gave me pointers right away mm. on, on how to be a better ref. So just to name a few guys, those guys have really, really helped me. You, you just mentioned a lot of heavyweights in Staten Island. So they, they should be proud of, of your progress. But um, obviously there's no secret. Your aspirations are to get to the college level. Talk about what do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go and ultimately where do you want to go as a basketball official? Ultimately, I want to be a Division One ref. Um, I want to, you know, travel in, in a conference and maybe even all over the country and be a referee. I, I, and what, what's it, what is it going to take to get there? I mean, the easy answer is hard work, but being dedicated, determined, and, you know, I think loving what you do is a huge part of it, you know, and repetition just over and over, seeing plays, reading the rules, you know, reading the casebook. Uh, shout out to the casebook because not a lot of people read it. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, I, I was, I just want to say this, this is related, this is going to, this is related, but. Uh, the rep, the NBA ref Monty McCutcheon. Shout out to him. I heard this story. He said this at our Iabo dinner, the for my first year as a high school ref. He said, the story goes quick. It goes, a man was uh, building. He was on a on a building and uh, he was on a scaffold, and he was you know he was you know trying to you know he was whatever he was doing on the scaffold, and somebody walked up to him and said, man, the, that scaffold looks like it's gonna fall are you worried that it's going to break? And he said, no, because I built it. I built the scaffold myself. Mm. And uh, that quote really resonated with me. I, I didn't get it right. That's completely boxed. I got the message, was, though, and I felt that. Yeah. I got the message. Go ahead. Yeah. And um, so what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, so knowing the rules and being able to back it up as far as like, being in the situation, knowing the rules and, and knowing what's going on out there, you know, you want it, you want to be able to have a good, uh, what's the word? A good, uh, I can't think of the word, but you want to be able to have that rule knowledge. You want to be able to, you know, so it's, it's definitely going to be ha having that backbone of the rules and, you know, knowing them like off the top of your head, like, and, and really sticking with them and always, always reading the book and, mm. and see as many plays as I can, you know? Mm. Mm. Okay. I know that your, your ultimate goal definitely corresponds with the genesis of your YouTube channel, the official grind. And I know that it's a perfect marriage of, especially right now, because, you know, social media is obviously such a prevalent part of everybody, everybody's lives. And, you know, I think we want to just try to set the tone, set the bar to show that, you know, referees are human beings and we also have a journey. And, you know, there's one thing that's the end result, but then there's also the journey that it entails. And you have been able to document that. Talk about the officiating grind. Talk about that uh, when you started it and, you know, talk, just talk about that whole journey of, of you documenting it. Sure, sure. Um, So it was, uh, first, the idea came to me this summer. I, I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I was like, man, I, you know, there, there's, there's nothing, there's no, there's nobody talking about like becoming a ref and like showing how they're doing it, like step by step. And I was like, how could I, you know, how could I do that? And, and one night I said, I think I have an idea. 
I was watching a YouTuber that doesn't do referee stuff, but he was he does fitness stuff. Mm. And I was watching his channel, and I was like, yeah, you know what? He kind of has like a good flow of things. He's he's basically showing his fitness journey, and I thought that was really cool. And I was like, well, why can't I do the same thing with my referee journey? You know, uh, and you know, in in my in my videos, in my first video, I talked about I want to be an NBA ref. I'm not sure if I still want to be an NBA ref, but I know for a fact that I want to, and one day will be a college ref. And uh, the reason I'm saying uh, I'm going to be is because you have you have to think that way. You know, one day I'm going to be repping college. I know it, and uh, you know that's that's a big part of the game is is being confident in yourself and and you know being positive about it. So just to talk about my YouTube channel, um, I just I want to document my journey, basically becoming a, a college ref and how I'm going to do it, and you know what what it takes. And what it looks like to be a re- referee, like what it's like. And on the channel, I talk about, you know, yeah, I just I just finished work and now I'm heading to a game. Like I'm being genuine. I'm trying to show that this is what it's like. You know, you grind. It's it's you know the official grind. It's kind of what it sounds like. You know, I'm grinding, doing my thing. I'm trying to be a ref and I'm trying to, you know, be a college ref. And basically, I just yeah, I'm just documenting my journey of becoming a college ref and. I've, I've gotten a lot of support and a lot of love about it. It, it feels great, you know, and I'm, I'm really trying to build my YouTube channel. If, if I could do YouTube forever, you know, if I could do it while I'm refereeing still, that's my plan is to be a college ref and still do YouTube. It's almost like a behind the scenes thing, you know, like how many people do that? You know, I, I just think it's a really, I think it's a cool idea and I hope other people do too. Mm, I definitely think it's a cool idea. I mean, I, I kind of do the same thing with, with the podcast, but you know, I, I respect anyone that puts themselves out there first and foremost, but there's another thing, especially with rest, because you have to be a brave soul because often we are not seen and heard. And now we are kind of like trying to figure that out without trying to, you know, uh, piss people off if you will. Right. So it's, it's just kind of like a fine line between, you know, just doing the right thing and, and not doing the wrong thing. And it's very difficult, which begs me with, I got two final questions for you. One, uh, obviously, both of us have a, a strong presence in social media. Um, I, I want to ask you, do you think it helps or hurts an official and make the case for both? Sure. Um, well, I think that social media, first of all, we, we need, I think everybody needs to just be careful um, with social media because, like, every it's out there forever. Um, you know, once you put something out there, you could delete it, but that basically means nothing. Like, you know, it's still there. You know what I mean? Mm. It could be dug up. Right. So if, if you're going to go on social media and like, imagine if I did something like I, I threw a coach out and I posted that on my YouTube channel oh, or no. I posted that like, no, no, that's, so that's the way that it could work against me. Like, no, that is not cool. That's not okay. I wouldn't even post, I wouldn't even post the technical, like, no, that's not how you do things. You know what I mean? So you have to be careful. So for sure, but it it can help because now you're seeing this other side, like, you know, on my, my personal Instagram, I have pictures of me refereeing and I don't think many people knew that I was a ref before that, but Mm. now, now I can put it out there. Here I am, you know, I'm doing what I love. I have one particular picture of me at Lincoln high school. I ref the JV game there, which is one of my favorite games I've ever ref. Uh, and, um, you know, so social media can be a great thing. 
you know, especially for guys like us, you know, we're trying to build a, a brand and build something, you know, it could be awesome, but it can also, you know, you have to be careful. That's what I'll say about social media. Doing it the right way is important. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. And, and I mean, I think you'll, you'll do the right thing if you've been doing it this long, uh, you know, just keep being careful. But my final question to you, basketball officiating has been such a prevalent part almost for five years now. You're uh, on the come up, start a YouTube channel. Um, it's gotten you focused. What does basketball officiating mean to you? What does it mean? What has it given to you in your life? Uh, you got time? Because I, I could, I could <laughs> go on. Uh, let me, I mean, I don't know where I would be without basketball refing today. I have, just not to make things about myself, but I have, a, I have anxiety. I have severe anxiety. I, I've had since I was about 16. Um, and basically, refereeing has helped me tremendously with that as far as like being able to basically run, you know, get out there and do something that I love to do, being a part of the game that I love to do. It, it means everything to me, Russian man. I mean, I think it's just an awesome thing. I think it, I think that I and not not just because I'm a ref. I think refereeing is the best way to look at the game of basketball mm. because you're just seeing it, seeing it a different way. You know, I think if I would ever go back to coaching, being a ref made me a be- would make me a better coach. Mm. And um, even if it was young kids, old kids, doesn't matter. I think I just because of being a ref. You know, and there's just something about wearing those stripes and being proud. And, you know, even I hate not I hate to say this, but, you know, you make a call and you know it's right and everybody thinks you're wrong. Sometimes that's a really it's, a, it's kind of you get a rush when you know you're right. and Everybody thinks you're wrong. Mm. You know, I, I mean, refereeing, man, it's it's just it's an awesome thing that I think anybody who loves basketball should try and get into. And, you know, without refereeing, I don't know where I would be today. I don't know if I how much I'd still be involved with the game, but thank God refer thank God I, I do ref because I'm I'm involved and I want to move up to the I'm losing my words a little. I want to move up as high as I can and do this for as long as I can. So I you know, I that's that's all I could really say. Yeah, I say that I'm I'm kinda united with what you're saying. Um that's really awesome. Um, all of the things that you said and you know, I really look forward to uh meeting you in person and hopefully being on your show. Um, and hopefully, oh, hopefully reffing with you one day, you know, I, you sound, you sound like super, very insightful. I think you said a lot of great things that, you know, a lot of people will share, but you know, I'll just give you the opportunity right now. Just how can we find you on YouTube? How can we find you on Instagram if they wanted to follow the official grind? So my, uh, let me, my, uh, my YouTube is the official grind. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. You can find me there. Uh, my, my Instagram is the underscore official underscore grind. I just posted a video today. Uh, I posted it earlier in the day. It's my mid-season update, what I'm thinking, you know, my thoughts on, the, on you know, the middle of the season, how it's going and what's going on. Um, yeah, find me on – and you can find my personal Instagram, Jack underscore Sella, C-E-L-L-A. That's my personal Instagram. And uh, I'm starting a Twitter account. Uh, and my TikTok is Jack underscore Sella. I post some reps up there. This is all pretty upcoming. But uh, with your help, I think we can get some more followers, get some more subscribers, move this along, and more people can see it, can see my journey, and, you know, go from there. Uh I I I love I love making content and I love to ref. So if I could do that forever, that's the goal. <laughs> that's really awesome, man. We appreciate your time. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? 
Um, if you're an upcoming ref, not only not only should you check out the official grind, <laughs> uh, but uh, check out Referee Rant. And if you're an upcoming ref, and you know, I don't know if you know this, but you you probably do know this, but like a lot, a, a large percentage of refs quit after three seasons, mm-hmm. and which is upsetting. And if you're an upcoming ref or you you're thinking about it, but you're on the fence. You won't know until you try. So just go out there and do it. Uh, you know, give it a go. Ask for help. You know what I mean? It, you know, there's nothing like being a rep. It's not the same as coaching. It's not the same as playing. It's something completely it's – it's a niche. It's a niche market. Mm-hmm. So if you're up and coming, just keep with it. Don't give up. There's nothing that comes out of quitting, you know? So just keep going. And I have a – question for you how uh i want to i want to post that i did this podcast and i want to you know i want to say tell my followers and subscribers and everything to check out referee rant oh yeah yeah don't once we have the rollout i'll I'll, don't worry i I got you we'll we'll talk about that off air man but like i said i appreciate your time man this is really awesome and, and it's good to know that there's other people united in the front of trying to make content and trying to make that coexist with you know, refereeing. But for Jack Sella, the official grime, this is Ralph the Ref. This is the rant. We are signing out. Peace. Thank you.